Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, just a quick reminder to use code FINDTHEMAGIC to receive $50 off any Gab wireless device, watches, phones. Let's keep our kids safe on tech as they go back to school, but also safe and aware of where they are. So again, that's Gab Wireless with code FINDTHEMAGIC. You can receive $50 off any device. If you are looking for a great gift for yourself or somebody that you care about, consider getting them a Find the Magic journal. It is a journal that each of us use daily that helps us with questions in the morning that it asks you and that you do a little bit of journaling to help you focus on what's important for the day and really make steps each day towards your goals. And then it also has a section to plan out your day so that things don't slip away from you. And there's even a section for you to reflect at the end of the day. And I found that as I've used it, it's been so powerful for me in really living my life in an intentional way. So if you'd like a journal, just go to findthemagic.co and click on the top link that says FTM journal. So again, that's findthemagic.co and just click on FTM journal. Thanks so much. Hey everybody, it's Felicia and I'm going to start us off with a high five and it might not be a high five to some people, but on December 26th, I turn into a Scrooge about Christmas <laughs> decorations. So <laughs> I just have to get them all down. <laughs> so my decorations are down. It's feeling good. Um, it's also, I don't really have that many Christmas decorations, so it's easy and I just love it. It feels very nice. So that's my high do you, five. Do you just feel like it's like it starts to feel cluttered if it, they're up for too long? Is that kind of the motivation behind it? Yeah, it feels cluttered the second I put them up at the start of Christmas season. <laughs> so I just – and I I do – I enjoy the lights. I like the trees with the lights. But like all the little knacks and nicks, I just can't. And I don't even have that many, but – I love to take them down. <laughs> I seriously feel like an evil Grinch. When I do it. I'm like, I wish you guys, I wish you guys could all see Felicia right now because she's doing the best body language. Like she's literally like putting her fingers together like the Grinch. It's fabulous, Felicia. I'm so happy that that makes you happy. I am surprise, surprise, the exact opposite. I'm like, how long can I keep my Christmas decorations up? I also hate taking them down. First of all. Especially right now, like, I'm, like, doing all my morning routine by the Christmas tree. 
And I'm like, what? Am I supposed to go back to just my regular couch in the other room, <laughs> which I normally actually do love. I love the Christmas tree. It's so magical. And also, unlike Felicia, <laughs> mine takes like a whole day to take down. And so I dread <laughs> I dread the effort. Putting it up is exciting. Taking it down yeah. is just sad for me. And so it's like this – we probably do like mid – I don't know, mid-January? Because my daughter's birthday is always New Year's Day. So we always leave it up for her until her birthday's over. And we're just playing this whole week. But yeah, I, I'm so happy for you. And I I kind of, in some ways, wish I was like that. But maybe we just <laughs> embrace that we're just totally opposite on that. And it's a combination of I don't want to do the work to take it down. And I also love them up so much. <laughs> I, I love that. I feel like both of those attitudes are very indicative of both of you. So that's like a very good like snapshot. Yeah. How you yeah. feel about your Christmas decorations tells a lot about your personality. Yeah. Yes, Do you yes, put yes. yours up early like me? Because I'm a, I mean, I'm a like November 1st Christmas is up kind of person. Do you do that? Yeah. Or no? I don't decorate for any holidays besides Christmas and Halloween. So it's like kind of like Halloween comes down which is not very much either. And then, you know, in the next little bit, we just put Christmas up because I think Christmas adds to the Thanksgiving. Oh, totally. They, they are the only time. compliments. Yeah, yes. Totally. Yep. So, yeah, they've been up for a bit. I think it's cute. So Felicia has a son. How old is Sonny? Four. Four. Who is way into decorations. He is. And so, like, Halloween comes around. He comes up to my house and he's like, I want that big spider. Like he, you can tell he is like yeah. big spiders everywhere. He's like, oh my gosh, loving. It's just cute to see everybody's personality is totally different. He is a holiday decoration, oh. and love. he loves like opening a box and not know like like discovering what's in here for the holiday because he can't remember because he's too little. Mm-hmm. And oh, he goes to makes the rounds like the grandparents' house, your house, just checking mm-hmm. out all the decorations. Yeah, yeah, it's so cute, and it actually he's makes me feel. Guy. Of all the children in our whole family, I feel the most like, yes, Sunny, please come to my house and admire my my efforts. I'm happy that you're really soaking this in. You know, it's really cute. That's true. Anyway, I love it. Okay, cool. Well, mine is a facepalm this week, and it's that I was having this like great, such a fun connection time last week before Christmas with my boys. To come to Chick-fil-A. I can't remember. Like, we were just doing all these fun things. I think we went to Get Air. And it was just, like, like a trampoline park. And anyway, you know, I was just having this, like, hey, boys, I really want to connect with you guys. We go. We're having fun. They go to the play place at Chick-fil-A. And I'm, like, kind of nervous to admit this. I think it's fine. But, like, I'm nervous somebody. I don't know. Anyway, I go to the bathroom while they are at the play place. And I say, hey, guys, I'm going to the bathroom. Like, stick around, okay? I come out, I cannot find them in the play place. And, you know, in a play place, you can't see everywhere. So I'm, like, calling up the slide, asking other kids, hey, have you seen people who look like this? And after about, I don't know, two minutes, I start full-blown panicking. Like, my children have been stolen while I'm in the bathroom. And they had walked outside because it was, like, a beautiful day of snow and icicles. They had seen that there were icicles hanging on the little chairs outside. So they would walked outside and we're just like having a snowball fight and playing with icicles and I go out and I'm like hyperventilating and I'm like oh my gosh guys what are you what like that scared me so bad and they're like well we're gonna come to you in the bathroom but then we saw the icicles and we went out (laughs) instead and I'm like oh my gosh I 
I haven't had that feeling for a really long time, and it's an awful feeling. So that's my yeah. Facebook. Lost that my ways to icicles and snowballs for about two minutes, and it was really scary. Oh, yeah, oh. That's, a, that's a bad feeling. I hear Just you. barely this. It was still not that cold, so I don't know. It was a few months ago, but I had a similar situation. Sunny was playing outside with our neighbor, and oh, this is coming full circle. He went up to see the decorations at mom and papa's house, which is a block up. But like, as I was looking for him, him and his little friend had walked like just enough in front of me that I could never find him. Like the only places they ever go are there in our house. So when I didn't find him at mom and papa's or our house, I was so scared. And that feeling when you can't find your kid, I don't care if it's for 30 seconds, but you just know where they're supposed to be and they're not there. It is the worst feeling. And I was just like losing it. Cause I'm like, these are the only places they would be if they're not here. They're nowhere. Like, and I was anyway. So eventually we caught up with them in the, well, actually long story short, grandma and grandpa found them on our circle route, but it was so stressful. That's oh, I remember that day. Cause we were all supposed to be getting together at the park and it was, when you, she texted and was like, Hey, I'm looking for Sonny. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's just somewhere in the house. But little did I know you were like looking for Sonny. Yeah. It was not, not fun. Yeah. My mom said it was adorable though. Cause when they found him, you know, him and his friend are just playing in the house and he's like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm just showing her, giving a little tour of all your Halloween decorations. Like he was just so proud of the decorations. He wanted to show his friend. <laughs> yeah. Mom was like, Hey, I get it, but we got to get you back to your mom. Cause I think like she kind of knew that you were looking. Cause she was like, does your mom know your hair? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, ah. was <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, so um, yeah, that is a really terrifying feeling. So I'm glad both of those ended well, but yeah, it's the worst. And I think it's yeah by far one of the worst feelings as parents. So, um, okay. Well, mine is. Um, it's a face palm, but it, again, it turned into a high five. It ended up being great. I, I like almost can't do a full face palm, but basically we went us three went to the, the same trampoline park that you just mentioned, Terrilyn. And I had never been there before. That was so fun. I really enjoyed it. And Emmett loved it. I didn't bring Cam staying home with my one-year-old because he needed some extra rest, but we went I was loving it. Like, I was like, this is so cool. Like, there's so many cool things. It's a blast. It's fun for little kids. It was fun for adults. I was loving it. It was fun to be with everybody. But I realized, like, probably, I don't even know how long in. At some point into it, I need to go to the bathroom. When I went to the bathroom, I realized I was missing my Apple Watch. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. Did I wear it? And then I was like, oh, I'm hoping I didn't wear it here. And it's just, like, still in my house. So I, like, hurry and called Cam. Because here's the problem. There are foam pits, which if anybody is familiar with what foam pits are, there's, you know, infinite number of blocks of foam blocks in these pits. And like when you fall in, I mean, there are so many. So I don't know if anybody can picture this, but like the impossibility if you lose something in there is insane. So first I'm like trying to figure out, I'm like, please say that I didn't wear it. And then Cam's like, no, 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 it's not plugged into your charger. I'm like, oh crap, I did wear it. And then I'm like trying to find it on find my, like on my phone, I'm trying to see if it was here. Took me a while to actually like, with the Wi-Fi issues to figure out because it was lagging. Long story short, I was like, shoot, I did lose it here. I knew I had only been in two foam pits because it was kind of near the beginning of the time because then I had moved over to the like the tramp part, which that would have been easier to find it. So then I'm like, oh no, 
it's in here and it was so nice because I felt so bad because everybody's having so much fun like playing tag on the tag on the trampling parks like you guys were all having so much fun and I was like I have lost my Apple watch and everybody was so nice and they like stopped to help and there was even like some random people that I didn't know that also stopped to help because in those foam pits I like went and asked the worker I was like can you just turn off the music so I can try to like ping it and see if I can hear it and she was like yeah I'll turn it off she's like just so you know I'm warning you now she's like you probably won't find it. She's like, once things get lost in there, she's like, it's just gone. Like you, like it is so impossible to find. And I'm like, oh, great. Thank you. So we go and like, yeah, there's multiple adults. Like I'm in the same pit as Jeff and Felicia. Tara Lynn's in the other pit with probably other people. I'm like trying to ping it. But even with the music off, it was so loud with like the fans and stuff. So I'm like, it's gone. Like I'm like there. It's it's so sad because I can see on my phone that it's here, and I know that I lost in these pits. But I'm like, I don't think I can find it. Like I think it's gone. But it was crazy because it was cute. Because actually, something cool about it was right before I like got into the pit to look for it. Like I had Emmett with me, and I was like, let's just say a little prayer that we can find it. Okay. So I like hurry and said a little prayer. Then we like jumped in. We were looking for it. I was trying to ping it. And then anyway, sure enough, Felicia's like all of a sudden she's like. I hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> like I know like it's an here. ostrich in the phone, just sticking my head in the phone. <laughs> and then anyway, and she did, so she found it. So it seriously was a miracle. And it's one of those things where it's been a long time since I've lost something at least that expensive and important to me where it's like, I know it's here. I really want to find it. And it was just so good. It was like, I was so happy that we had found it. I was so grateful. So anyway, that was a big Face palm that I had lost it. Remember to take off your watches if you go to those kinds of things. And I was so grateful that I found it. I felt so happy about it. So it was good. It ended up being a good thing. But it was stressful there for a minute. That was a win. I was not hopeful in the slightest. <laughs> I was not either. I, I know. Hopeful. And I felt so bad. Like everybody was taking a break from the fun to help me. And it was so nice. But I was also like, okay, if we don't find it in the next three minutes, then let's just <laughs> go have fun. But I was grateful. So it was good. Yes. Success. All right, so we're talking about all this Christmas break fun, and today we're going to talk about New Year's. Um, in the past, we have done episodes on goal setting or recommitting to a morning routine, and we wanted to do another New Year's episode for all of you. Um, but it's kind of fun because we put it out to each other and then just said, bring what you have, what you're feeling inspired towards this new year. So <clears throat> it's probably not going to be your traditional set goals necessarily type episode, but we're all bringing our feelings for how we're thinking about the new year into this episode. <clears throat> so um, we've talked in past episodes that we like, um, some of us like to use a word to ground ourselves in our intention for the new year. And so the other day I was journaling and I was like, okay, I'm going to start thinking about my word for 2023. And I was just sitting there staring at like my blank page of my notebook, you know, when you're like, nothing's coming to your brain. And I just realized my word is space. <laughs> and it was kind of cool because I, I wrote it down and then more stuff came into my mind, but I just realized that the past few years and really any year with just like little kids and a family, it can become 
pretty hectic and it's hard to tell what you're doing intentionally or differentiate from what you want to do, from what you have to do, blah, blah, blah. Am I saying yes in the right places? So this year, my word is space and um, the intentions that like came with it for me were just an attitude of stillness and reflection. Um, I think those are things that easily get pushed out when I get too busy because they're inactive and you don't feel like you're really getting anything done. But I want to build that space and stillness back into my days. And in my experience, when I have those, I am more clear on if I do want to make a goal, what that's going to be, et cetera. So that's my word this year, space. I like that. That is a very good word. I love space. And I feel like if you're not intentional about keeping space, you don't really have it. So I like that because it, it is, it takes intention to say like, okay, I'm going to keep this space, whether it's time or actual, like actual physical space. But yeah, I think if you're not intentional, it's just so easy for it to disappear. So totally. And for me, there's certain habits that I always have to recommit to, to have space. Um, Namely my habits with my phone. I've shared in past episodes that if I can commit to like having a place that my phone is, and I'm not just carrying it around, um, cutting back on social media or setting certain parameters of time that I look at like entertainment media. And I heard a quote, I think it was just in the last couple of days, it was on a super soul Sunday. I will link it, but it was David Brooks. He's an author. And he said, he basically just asked the question, are your loves in order? And so it's just, I thought it was a really cool question. It could be a great journal prompt, but you know, if you, if someone were to ask you like, what do you love? You would never be like, well, me, well, I would hope I wouldn't be like, I love my phone and scrolling mindlessly on social media. Like my loves are my family, my close friends, my hobbies that bring me life, like getting outside, whatever. But like, what are we putting above those if we look at our days? And so I just thought that question would be cool to journal about. Are my loves in order? Am I giving like in those buckets more to the things that are my true loves? So I thought that was a really cool way to question yourself and see, like reflect on, are you, am I being intentional towards the things that I truly would put at the top of my list of loves or are most of my days kind of just getting lost to things that I wouldn't intentionally choose. Mm. Yeah. And I think it is a good question to recommit because like with the new year, I think it is, you know, it's like re, yeah, kind of finding where we're at and where we want to be better. And I think I, I love questions like that, that kind of help you reconnect with what's, what's most important. That sounds kind of cliche, but like, I think there's a few questions that I, I like to ask and I like that idea that it's like, yeah, where I love these things, but I'm, am I showing that in the way that I'm spending my time? Am I holding space for the things that I love or is it being sucked up with things that I 
either love less or don't even care about it at all sometimes. You know, like sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just, you know, so I think that's important. Yeah. Um, and then just on stillness, I wanted to <clears throat> share a quote, another like thought that you could use as a reflection if you're feeling like, oh, I don't have a lot of stillness. And, you know, scroll back through our podcast, but we talk about meditation at 10. Terilyn has some really great guided meditations. And um, if meditation is still hard for you, me too. It's a tricky thing. So I think that finding the type of meditation that connects to your energy and personality is really important. So it might look like walking, just walking without listening to anything or without, you know, listening to music or, or podcasts, just you doing a walking meditation. But a type of meditation that has been, I've been really liking is called heart centering prayer. I can link that also, but there's a really cool quote connected to heart centering pr prayer that says, 10,000 thoughts are 10,000 opportunities to return to yourself or to God. However, you're thinking about <clears throat> what you're connecting with in your, in your meditation. So I just want to bring that up on stillness. If this is something you're trying to find in the new year, space, stillness, reflection. Um, if you feel like it's hard, I definitely have a more fast paced personality. That's, um, normal. Like I just, if you feel like being still and not thinking and not wanting to do is a reason to not do it. I just want to encourage you that we can all learn to like slow down and be more still and create space by doing it. And that's a reminder I always want for myself because it's definitely not a strength of mine per se. But I think as we create space, we find those little pockets where we can be still. But sometimes in those pockets, it can feel angsty because you're not doing anything, but just allow it to, my encouragement is that allow it to work on you. And I think we build a resiliency to it over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I love the quote. Uh, again, I can't remember who it's from, but you know, where it was like, if, you know, meditate half an hour a day. And if you think you don't have time to meditate, then you need an hour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think meditation is one of those things that we all have different proclivities for sure. But I think every single nature benefits, no matter what your nature is, no matter what your, type is I do think it's one of those that is worth for every every one of us to figure out how to incorporate it however that looks for us so I agree 100% we will link all those meditations for you guys okay well Felicia that is inspiring I love the concept as you were talking the thing that came to my mind is what is the opposite of space clutter so when you were talking about you know what what's important I thought so what is the clutter in my life besides actual clutter, which is a thing for sure for me, but you know, what, what would constitute clutter? And I think for sure, social media and phone stuff, there's like no actual substance to that for me. So I think, you know, but just looking 
to get space, we need to get rid of clutter. If you've ever cleaned out a closet, that's how it feels. You get rid of all the clutter and it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much space here, you know? I can breathe. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice. I mean, I, I hate the process, but I really enjoy the end result. Uh, speaking of natures, that's a total nature thing, right? Like I know people who really enjoy cleaning stuff out and I love that about them. But for me, yeah, I actually feel like it's sucking the life out of my soul as I do it. Like I'm literally, I'm honestly, like I feel like I'm dying right now as I'm cleaning this thing up, but then it's done and I love it. So, I mean, just like meditation, I do think oh, it's worth, <laughs> like for me, even it's worth trying to figure that out you know what I mean because it does it feels nice space feels nice for everybody so Ugh, I'm right. laughing you can pay me to clean out your stuff oh my gosh because you like I it, love this so much I'm just like chuck that chuck that Ugh. no no I I seriously was doing it to my my library last night this is the thing I'm feeling effective maybe somebody has some tips for me if you do dm me please not with like a program <laughs> because I have programs that I've bought and never done. So not that. But, but actually, <laughs> we've had home and family organization episode on our upcoming episode idealist for years now. <laughs> we're just, we're just not, we need someone to help us. <laughs> and I've just said, I can't talk about something that I don't do. Like, <laughs> like what am I supposed to say? Hey guys. This is awesome, but it's like my biggest kryptonite flaw. So good luck. I mean, what? Like, what am I? Anyway, so guys, I'm. I, this is kind of a, well, it's not. This is very important. So cleaning up my library. This happens to me every time. I'm chucking stuff. I'm like channeling Felicia. Like, yes, chuck it. Get rid of huge garbage bags full of just junk. Right. Donate. I have donation bags. I'm feeling so great. And then this is what happens. I get stuck at the end with the last stuff that I don't want to get rid of but I also don't really have places for them or it's going to take a long time to put them in their places and then I just kind of get stuck there like right now I literally in my library have a bunch of piles or things that I don't want to get rid of but it's like it's like the last and I put them in a basket because I've been to organization classes guys I've actually put a lot of effort into being better at this and like in this organization class she calls it a bee bucket like you put everything that needs to go somewhere else in that bucket so I have a huge bucket and it's like I can feel it inside of me. I just want to stick that bucket somewhere and not do anything with it. Like I just want to <laughs> stuff it somewhere. I don't want to return them to their homes. So then that makes me think, well, just chuck it. And I'm like, but no, these are actually like important. Like, are they? I don't know. I, like, <laughs> I don't know. But that's my problem. I clean stuff out. I'm feeling great. And then I'm left with this bucket of stuff that I can't get rid of, but I also don't want to put away or I don't have a place for it. And then I'm just trapped. And then I stuff the bucket somewhere. And then later I'm looking at like 10 buckets of those. And I'm like, oh, man. So that's my thank you for listening to my weakness. Excellent. <laughs> I feel like I could totally relate to that. I think a lot of people probably can. That's the worst part of moving. I feel like moving, oh. when you move something, it's like you can put a bunch of stuff in, but then it's the last part of it when it's like the random odds and ends of things that it's like they don't either you've already packed up the box that was supposed to go in the kitchen stuff and now you're finding stuff for the kitchen stuff. And then it's like, well, I also have stuff from the living room and my bedroom. And then it's this weird box. Anyway, that's yeah. the worst part. So sure. just so you know, I don't think you're totally alone in that. It is. It's the worst part. Cause it's like, ah, I need to do something with it, but I'm also tired because I've now just been doing this for forever. So you get lazy and you just want to like, you don't want to get rid of it, but you kind of do. So then you're in this limbo. It's the worst. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank I you heard for <clears throat> I heard this tip that I want to remember to do this year, but it was like every time 
if you bring something into your home, so say you buy a shirt, you have to like one for one donate or get rid of like the same like cross items. Like if you bring a toy in, you have to donate or take out a toy, whatever. And I thought if we always do that, that would slowly make my house a better place and it would be it would be less overwhelming at like one future spot yes, you're exactly. just doing it as you go yeah, oh, yeah. it's not a bad idea I like that. i'm gonna try it not a bad idea yeah i think i would maybe should get rid of five things for every one thing i bring in that's <laughs> a great idea <laughs> okay well, i'm gonna log that away <laughs> and consider it i really like it okay Beautiful. That's inspiring, Felicia. Thank you. My word for the year is alignment because I've just been, I've been experimenting with this year. Like for me, it's really, I don't know if I'm, I don't, I don't know what you consider midlife. It's interesting though, as I've been reading a ton, I think people, a lot of people in their thirties, forties, fifties, you get to this point where, cause I'm like mid to late thirties and for me, it's like this feeling of what do I actually want to do? Like what? Because this isn't going to be like, I'm not going to just be young and strong and like this forever. I think when I was 20, it felt like it was just so much time. And now I'm like, oh, like I've, I mean, I've had four kids and, and I obviously think that it's been an amazing, amazing endeavor. And I love all the effort that I've put into them. So it's kind of this feeling of like, so what's aligning with me? Like what, what are the things that are working for me? What are the things that are not working for me? What's truly aligning with who I, not only who I want to be, but with who I am, you know? And so it's kind of this beautiful trying on of like, is that how I want to be? And for me, a lot of it comes down to, I want to be authentic. I want to be loving. I want to be kind. I want to be passionate. I want like those things. And it's fascinating because as I look at different things or things that even that I want to learn, like there's stuff I want to learn that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to learn it now. Like I'm just going to do it, you know? And so for me, it's alignment. Like just aligning. And I found myself that that question asking myself already this last few months, I've been finding myself asking that question a lot. Does this align? Does this align with me? Does this align with who I want to be? And if the answer is yes, then I do it. And if the answer is no, then I don't. And, or yeah, I mean, it's just a a really good centering question for me. So this next year, that's what it's going to be is alignment. Like I want to kind of hone in on that, like asking myself that question, does this align with me? You know what I mean? Or am I doing this just because I think I have to, you know? Yeah. So that's my word. And I mean, for example, (laughs) my mom, I've been talking to my mom about this and she, because I'm always saying things like we're in charge. Like as an adult, like it's amazing. We we're actually the ones in charge here. So of, of what we're doing. And so she finally gave herself permission guys to not wash her baseboards, which (laughs) she was telling Caitlin and I and Felicia this, and all of us were like, congratulations. Like I haven't washed my baseboards for years, but for her, she does it twice a year. And she's like, 
you know, like I just didn't do it and it felt exhilarating. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. She's like, I also didn't wash my sheets every single week. She washes them guys every single week for like decades. Amazing. (laughs) And again, all of us were like, also congratulations. I cannot think of the last time I've washed my sheets every week. Like that's just, I never wash my sheets every week. Well, I, I want to interject here too. What I loved is she said, I decided I'm not going to do it. And I just checked it off the list instead. And I thought, Oh my God, (laughs) Darlene's like, yeah, I haven't been doing it. And I actually, I don't check it off the list either. It's just like, I don't even go that far. (laughs) Anyway, I just think it's so funny that she's like, I just checked it off the list and nobody knows. It's like, yes, mom, because you are the only one that I like, we're the adults. So it's like, you're the parent. You can decide if you do it or not. (laughs) Yeah, And that's a good question for alignment, right? Because like, obviously living in a clean house is really in alignment for her so I love it because she's going to find a way to fill that alignment but without doing it from a place of I have to because I think that there's this invisible rule out there that I'm holding myself to but I don't even believe in the rule you know what I mean like like I don't even you know I don't think you have to wash your sheets every single week and again I know as I'm saying that there's probably a lot of people who do wash their sheets every week and I totally approve of that but I'm just saying it's a good question of alignment like what is this what is this who's imposing this this is my grandma's voice imposing something on me that you have to hang your sheets out and I'm just making stuff up like you have to hang your sheets in the sunlight when you don't even have to do that anymore you know what I mean so you just it's a beautiful question to ask yourself and I'm finding lots of uh I don't know what the word is I'm finding it's really been effective for me and so I'm gonna just lean into that and go with that this year so that's my word and then as every year I know we talk about this every New Year's, but I don't set like full-blown goals, necessarily like project goals in January. I set those in March because I feel like the energy of spring like really takes me there. But January for me is a really time of reflection and things like this, like choosing a word, kind of like leaning into more kind of like being stuff. And so every year we take our kids, we do a little staycation at a nearby hotel and we have a little it's so fun it's like a board it's like board meetings we write and our tradition is we literally go to the same restaurant every year and we turn the menus backwards because they give all the kids these huge menus that they can color on we turn them on the back and we write our you know we do our quadrants of like you know social spiritual intellectual and physical and we like write like who are we wanting to be this year and we like have all these conversations about where it is we're going and stuff like that and I really love it and we come up with it's kind of like we come up with a word we come up with like a kind of motto for the year last year was um griffins are diligently kind because we want to incorporate diligence and kindness a few years ago it was griffins are learners and we put them on top of like our chore charts it's written at the very top we have a wall with chore charts and we just write that at the top so um for the year griffins are learners it was, we still interestingly just focus on, we're focusing on the same stuff every year, which is our essentials. And for the kids, it's their essentials plus their chores, which are different. You know, essentials for us are different than chores, which we will link our essentials episode where we actually really dive into what our essentials actually are. Those are things we do every day, no matter what. And they're what create our being. Like for me, it's like leaning into our being. Um, And they're just, you can condense it down to five minutes, but it's very like we do those every day. So we're going to come up with that. And for me, I've started asking my kids this already, but what I'm going to focus, we're actually going today. 
um, the civil staycation. And what I'm going to focus on for my kids kind of, it goes along with the alignment. I've been asking them this lately just for holiday breaks and I've loved how it's gone because what I'm realizing is you don't have to wait till your mid thirties or forties or fifties to ask yourself, what is it that you want out of life? I can ask my kids that now. Kids have so little control over so many things that I have loved. I mean, just over the last couple holiday breaks in the fall and then this Christmas break, at the beginning of it, I actually sat down with my kids, you know, because we plan our week every week. So on Sundays, we plan our whole week. And me and Jeff, we just say, okay, so what is it you guys are all wanting out of Christmas break this year? Like, we just, you know, laid out a plan. We have activities that we're going to. We have family events. We have tickets to this, you know. But there are these empty spaces, like Felicia was saying, there are always these empty spaces. So what is it that you guys want? Like, what is it that's important for you guys this Christmas break? And I love what my kids came up with. They said things like, like my one daughter was like, I want some free time to create. She loves to sew. And she's like, I just want some time to just have creation time. And I'm like, awesome. Okay. When are we going to do that? Like, let's look at the week. When are we going to do that? And she ended up having just hours yesterday where she just got to, she didn't end up sewing. She ended up building something with Legos, which is great too. But you know what I mean? Like just like free, non-stimulated, not with other people time, not even friends time. She was like, she actually has like, she's like, say no to friends. If they ask me, don't even tell me. Just like say no. And I loved it because I knew that's what she wanted. So I could give her that space. Tramp park was on that list. So we did the tramp park, you know, but my other daughter wanted to ski. So what I'm saying is, it's really fun. Even as little kids, you can say, it doesn't mean you're giving them everything they want. It doesn't mean that they're like, oh, I want a, you know, I want a moped. That's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> you know, they can say it. That doesn't mean you're going to get them the moped. But what I'm saying is, there's something really fun to ask your kids. What is it that you guys are really wanting out of? So that's why I'm going to ask them. What are you guys wanting out of this year? Like, not from a place of, I should do this because I have to, because we have plenty of things that we do have to, right? Like we're having to go to school and we're having to, you know, once we commit to a team, we got to finish the season. Like there's all these things that we have, to, you know, that we're doing, but like, I want it to be, what are you guys wanting out of your lives this year? Like, for example, uh, my second daughter really wants to learn how to do a back handspring, but not from a place of like, I have to, because I should. Like, we've had a lot of conversations about this, actually. She's like, I just want to know what it feels like to do it. And I'm like, yes, that's what that's what I want my kids to feel. That feeling of, like, I want this experience. I want to learn this. And I'm willing to put in and use the grit to get that experience. And I'm going to use discipline to get there. So you're using discipline and you're using that feeling of, like, it doesn't have to be blissful. So that's not what we're going for here. But it's that I want this thing because something inside of me, like, it aligns with me. I want it. I want it because I want it part of the experience of living, you know? And so I want to know this year what it is that they're truly wanting deep down, like to learn, not because they think that's what I want them to learn or experience or do, but like, I really want to know what is it that you guys are feeling pulled towards? You know what I mean? Like if it's not, and again, it's just shifting it from this. I don't want it to be extrinsic. I want it to be like, what is it that's calling you from the inside and I want them to experiment at this age, figuring that out, because there is something so beautiful about experiencing things in life from that place of, I'm literally doing this because I want the experience of it, because to me, that's what living life is. And then the cool thing about that is, 
then yeah, you put in all sorts of discipline and it's the daily, like I'm waking up, I'm waking up at five for me. That's how it looks. You know, I'm waking up at five to put this into it because that's what I want. Like I want that thing at the end. So it's this beautiful combination of you use discipline and grit to get the thing, but it's because you want the experience of it from the inside of you, you know? So that's kind of what I'm going for. Alignment with me and then talking about that with my kids. What is it that's pulling you from the inside right now? And what is it that you're wanting out of this year? But not from, I don't, I'm, I'm going to really, I don't know. And I, I, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll report, but I want them to figure that out. Not from me though. Like I don't want it to be coming from the outside. I want them to like figure out how to tap in on the inside and it takes practice. So yeah. that's going to be my focus this new year's for me and my kids. I like that because I think, um, I think with anything, when we lose focus of the why behind we're doing something, why we're doing something, we like kind of like loses the magic of it. So some, again, sometimes we end up doing stuff that it's like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Am I doing it because everybody else is doing it? And I think it can be really easy to be either doing something that you actually don't feel strongly about or yeah, not doing something that it's like, man, actually what I'm like, I do want to be spending my time doing this because that would feel good for my body to be able to do this or whatever. So I think that question or questions like that, that bring it back of the, why do I actually want to do this thing can either, I think it can also give us the fuel and motivation to actually do it. Cause then it's like, okay, no, no, no. I know why I want to do this. And it's because Mm -hmm. I want the feel of it. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think that that question is powerful in a lot of senses because it gives us the inspiration and motivation to actually fulfill some of the goals that we set. And I think it kind of whittles out maybe goals that in reality, maybe we don't want to be making. Cause then it's like, no, actually, I just want to do that because someone else is doing it. Or I don't know what, you know, if we can't really articulate it, that's maybe a good sign that maybe it isn't, isn't maybe what we want to be doing with our time or our energy. So I really like that. I think it's a good, a good recentering question. That's a good one to look into the new year. So I think that's cool. And I'm excited to hear how it goes with your kids too. I think that's a cool thing. I think it's important to learn that as young as you can. And I think most people don't necessarily learn that until, well, I can, like, I've thought about this a lot, but I think it's still easy to have goals that are based on someone else's perception of what you should be doing, something you've learned from your family system about what you should be doing or society. So I think a lot of us have this realization way later in life. And then we're like, wait, did I make all those decisions because I, it was like my why, or did I make all those decisions because I thought it was what I was supposed to do? And so I think that's cool. I mean, it, it probably takes years of actual experience to whittle down and actually learn that. But if you can introduce it, when they're young, then they'll obviously be way better at it. So I think that's awesome. And some of it is just, you're right, part of growing and aging. You know what I mean? Because as kids, we just do naturally adopt the framework that we're taught. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a beautiful place. It's like a scaffolding, you know? So I think part of it does just come with age. But the question, you're right, I, I think it's a beautiful question to be asking as 
mm-hmm. at any age. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So my, my kind of thoughts for the new year, it's interesting because, um, I know that both of you have this like, okay, at the new year, I'm going to kind of pick a word that's going to encompass my year. And I really like that. And I think when I had first heard that, I was like, Ooh, I love that idea. And as I was thinking, um, and then sometimes in the spring, then it's like, okay, I'm going to do more set, set goals. But sometimes, um, I feel like my new year, like every time the new year comes around, I kind of want to do something a little bit different. Like sometimes like this year, I didn't feel like I could. And, and that's not to say I still have some days before new year's. And even after that, you can still do it, of course. But I was, as I was thinking about what I wanted to do to prepare for the new year and maybe some goals or ideas that I had, um, I think sometimes I, I don't know if anybody listening ever has this, but sometimes with new year's, it's almost like, there's a lot of, it feels like a lot of pressure to either come up with a good word or come up with a really good goal or goals that I'm like, okay, now I'm going to stick with this for the next year. And sometimes I think like, okay, it's almost too much pressure for me. Cause I'm like, well, what if I, I don't know. It's like, what if I decide that I don't want to keep doing that? Or I don't know. It almost feels, maybe it just feels inauthentic to me for myself. And so as I was thinking about it and kind of pondering, what I'm going to do for this next year. I remembered a few years ago, this is, and it's now been, I mean, I don't know, over five years. I listened to this Ted talk and it, um, I was actually listening to a podcast and on it, it was the Ted radio hour. And, um, there was a Ted talk by a man named Matt cuts. And he talked about, um, how every 30 days he would do something new because the, the idea behind it was, I think there's some different numbers that are thrown around with this, but you know, like sometimes it's like, okay, it takes 21 days to make a habit. Or sometimes you'll hear people say 45. So people will go around those numbers of like, if you can do something for 21 days, then you made a habit. But that is kind of like an odd number of days for me to keep track of. And so because I'm at the beginning of the year, I thought I'm going to do like 30 days. So it's every month, I'm going to pick something, a habit, a goal that I want to work on that it's that is what I'm working on. And what I did, so a few years ago when I first heard this, it was cool. It, it was really inspiring to me because this guy had accomplished some really cool things. He had um, like developed some really great habits. Some of them were fun. Some of them were really meaningful. Um, but just by doing it in that 30-day increment, he was able to like focus on it. And so I decided that I was going to do it at that time. So for a while, every 30 days, I would pick something. And it ranged from anywhere from like, you know, I'm going to practice, I'm going to get out my ukulele and practice for 10 minutes every day. Or, um, at one point I did, you know, like for 30 days, I'm just going, like, I'm not going to say anything bad or anything about anyone to anybody. Like that was like a goal. And it was great because something that I liked about this way of doing it is number one, it's like, it feels really doable for me because it's like, okay, within 30 days, like that's that's my main focus is every day I'm going to be focusing on if I did it. And it made it easier for me to be able to, um, number one, like actually do it. And I was able to keep myself accountable because it was like, okay, did I do this thing today or not? It wasn't like, have I done multiple things today? It was like one thing. And the other nice thing about it, we actually have a really, uh, an episode about the book Atomic Habits. But going back to that, it's like once you create a habit on something, it now becomes easier. So it's if it's a habit that you really liked that you created, now you've made it into a habit and it doesn't take the effort that it did before. So 
if your habit is to practice the ukulele for 10 minutes every day, and that was something that you really liked, like as you did it for the 30 days, now it's like you've made space for it in your schedule. You've taken the time to do it. And if you want to continue that habit, like you've now created the way to do it. And same thing with any of those other things. So when I did it, I really loved it. And so as I was thinking about this new year, I thought like, okay, I'm going to, it like felt less, um, overwhelming to have to think of something for the whole year, but it's like, okay, each month, like I'm going to hold myself also accountable for, like, I want to try every 30 days. I'm going to do it for every day. And, um, anyway, so that's kind of my goal. I think one of the things that I'm going to start with for January. And then I think what I'll do is sometimes I do like already, I have some ideas of maybe things that I want to work on. So I'm going to have a list of that, but then like, I'm not going to plan it out for like, okay. And then in February, I'm going to do this. And then in March for me, I think it'll work better for like, then kind of as that month is coming up for me, then I'm going to kind of decide like, okay, what am I either missing in my life? What do I want to fill in? Do I, what do I want to work on? And then picking that habit for that next 30 days that I'm really going to work on. And then it does really help for me. Um, again, we talked about this when we did another episode about the four tendencies, it does help for me to have like someone to be accountable to. So Cam, my husband is really a good person for me with that, that I can just talk to him about it at the end of the day. So I'm saying this out loud because if that is something that works for you, like it might be something to consider of like, yeah, like it helps for me to be able to talk it through with someone. Cause for me, it almost is exciting for me. Like, it's like fun to be able to talk about my experience at the end of the day of like, yeah, I did this. And this is something cool that came out of it. So, um, those are some things, but so at least for me, so with the start of the year in January, something that, um, a goal that I am going to work on for the 30 days is, um, having experiences with God every day and how I'm going to do that. Because I think, um, I think sometimes again, at this stage of life that I'm in, it just feels so busy, like so busy with my kids. Like I'm, I'm doing that. And then also like my sleep time is so important to me. And so sometimes it's like, if I've had a kid awake during the night or whatever, it's hard for me to feel like, okay, I'm going to wake up at this time to do this. But I've decided something that is really doable for me. And for some of you guys, maybe this is like, oh, that sounds really like, okay, that's really small. I think you can do it. But for me, I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. And if I spend 30 days like focusing on this, I think I can make it into a habit where it feels more automated. And that is my goal is to have 10 minutes where the goal of that 10 minutes, like I'm going in with it feeling like my goal is to have an experience with God. So that could look a lot of ways for people. It could be like through prayer, reading scriptures, meditation is all like part of those things. Maybe it's, um, yeah, like I think those are some things that could be, but for me, at least I'm going in with that, um, kind of the mindset rather than, okay, like, like I want to have this experience with connecting with God and divinity and however that looks for someone else. Um, anyway, so, cause I know that people have different names for God and everything like that. But for me, that was something that I was like, okay, I can do that. And I can like 10 minutes a day, like I'm going to make this into a habit for 30 days. So that's my first like 30 day goal. And I, um, anyway, I'm like feeling really excited and rejuvenated about it. And I feel like I'm hoping by the end of the year, the goals that I've created, like these really great habits for each month that have become incorporated a part of my life. And the goal is that I have become better through it, but it feels more doable to attack it not attack it, but approach it in these 30 day like increments. Yeah. 
I like that. I feel like that takes a lot of pressure off the new year. We have to have like this, like huge, all these, like, it is, it's a lot of pressure. I think a lot of people rebel against the new year for that exact reason. Um, So do you, do you decide the 12 up front or is that also too much pressure? Do you just take it one month at a time? Yeah, I think what I'll do, yeah, I'll just take it one month at a time. And I think, yeah, I like, I will just, if I, because I think already I do have some ideas of things that I would want to work on. So I think I will just keep a list of like, okay, maybe here are some things. And that's not to say, obviously you can't, you, of course you can do them before your 30 days thing, but it's like the concentrated effort of doing it for that 30 days. It's like, I'm going to pick one for each month. So I think probably what it'll look like for me is like by the end of the one month, like by the end of January, within that last week, I'll probably pick what my February one will be mm-hmm. like that month. Cause then I think as the months come, like I might be feeling something different that I want to be working on for that coming month. So anyway, when I did it before, again, it's been now a few years since I did it. I loved it because I actually, number one, I really loved it because it actually did. I felt like I was able to make solid progress because I was focusing on one thing at a time. And And then, yeah, like I said, that became a habit. So I was able to like keep it like as the months went on, it wasn't just something that I did. And then I was like, okay, that was fun. Now I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. Something else that the guy, um, his name's Matt Cutts. Something else that he says is that you almost, something that he's noticed is that like he remembers time better because it's not like the time just slips away in a blur. It's like, oh yeah, like I, I was working on gratitude that month and every day I wrote something that I was grateful for about myself, my wife, you know, like all these things. And so it's almost like you almost can remember your, he says that he like remembers his time better because it's like set aside in these different things. And um, anyway, so I'm, I'm excited about it. And for me, it feels like a really doable and exciting way for me to like better myself as the year goes on. Mm. I love it. Yeah, I love that too. I think that sounds fun. It's kind of fun because it's the opposite of, but in a really beautiful way of, you know, how we've talked about before. I heard it from a woman and now I do it and I love it. It's like every five, it's, you actually choose a five year, like you dive deep into something for five years at a time. And then at the end of your life, it's like you have a PhD pretty much equivalent in all these different things. It's like the opposite of that. It's like more like a sampling of, instead of going deep, you're just trying on habits and like giving yourself these little doses of things that you're either trying on. Is this something I want to keep? Is this not? Or is this like gratitude? Or is that just like a little reset? You know what I mean? Like I just want a little bit more of that in my life. So I kind of like it because you get to dabble with that power also. Both both are so powerful, you know, the deep long-term stuff. Or there's something great about, there's just so much less pressure of like, I'm literally just going to try this for a month. Anybody can do that for a month, you know. I really, I like it. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun. And I think, again, that attitude for me of like, because sometimes when I'm like, okay, I want to make this goal, but then I'm like, ooh, can I, can I do that for a long time? Like, I don't know if I can, but I think to myself, I can for sure do something for 30 days. But the idea behind it is, is that then once you've done it for 30 days, it now becomes a habit where it's easier. And sometimes you might think after the 30 days, like, okay, I don't really want to do this. But sometimes after it's like, great, this is now a habit and I feel really good about it. It's now become easy. So I think that's like the idea behind it is you could even like continue to deepen a habit. Say like if you do one habit for 30 days and then you want to like build on top of that habit, you could. I think for someone like me, I like it because it totally feels doable. And it's like, I can absolutely do this for 30 days. Whereas if I don't have an end in sight, it's almost like, ooh, 
can like can I do this forever? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can. And then I almost like lose my motivation for it. So anyway, it's, it's helpful for me. Yeah. I really like that. I, so, okay. I have one more. I'm like logistically thinking about this. Cause I think a lot of people will like it and apply it. If you're going through your month and say like you're two weeks through and you really don't like, like you're like, eh, do you just keep doing it the 30 days? Well, I guess you don't have to, if- you're an adult. Yeah. Think about this. We did. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was like, we did just say this. You're the parent. So you really can do whatever you want. However, I will, I will say, and something that I like, and we're, I'll, I'll post the link to the episode and you can listen to it. Like he has a whole Ted talk on it. So if you, if you really want to listen to it, you totally could. And I thought it it was fun is I think anyway. Um, so if you're interested in doing it, I think you totally listen to it and learn a little bit more about his experience. But his thing was, cause he, he had certain habits and it's hilarious. One of them was meditation that he talks about where he's like, I hated it. He's like, I hated it for the whole 30 days. Like I did, it was so painful. So he's like, but I did it the whole 30 days. And then at the end it was like, okay, I don't, for him, he was like, I don't, and he discovered certain things that helped bring stillness into his life. One of them was like going out in nature. So he did, he found some different things, but um, he talks about that, that it's like, so again, I think there's two things. Yes, you are the parent. And of course you like, of course you don't have to really do it. But I do think maybe there's something in doing it for the 30 days of like, either you discover something at the end of the 30 days where it was like, Ooh, that was worth it. I kind of got over the hard hump because I think some things are just hard and it, and we're not loving it, but then almost like you kind of get over the hump of it. And then it's like, okay, no, no, no. I am seeing, I liked this. Or maybe you might even get to the end of the 30 days and still be like, you know what? I didn't like it. And I don't want to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to put my time or energy into doing that anymore. So I don't know. I would say, and I think he would like, this guy would say, I think there is still probably power in doing it for 30 days, even if you hated it. But, Mm -hmm. but with that said, you can do whatever you want. There is something about, as you guys were talking, I was thinking of vegetables, you know, with my kids where I'm like, there is something about trying something enough, just giving yourself the chance to like it. And I think that's where the power comes in when you choose something where it's like, I'm just going to keep trying this. And it doesn't mean I'm committing this. I'm not like committing to this thing for years, but for example, just a week and a half ago, I decided that I wanted learning how to, this is going to sound weird, but learning how to fight is on my list of things that I want to learn how to do. And I just want to learn it. Like I wanted to learn it for a long time. And I was like, I'm just going to learn it. Right. And my first kickboxing class, I actually hated. Like I left and I was like, I actually don't even like that. <laughs> it's I was awkward. I don't know how to do it. I just felt like total beginner. But I left and I was like, how can I I cannot judge it off of like for me, I have to try it enough. I don't mind if I've given it a shot and then I don't like it. I have no problem with that. But I can't judge it off of just because I'm a beginner, I don't like it. You know what I mean? So I think that's where the 30-day thing is a really beautiful thing of like I'm going to try this this amount of times. And if I don't like it at the end, I'm actually going to just let it go. There's no obligation here to like the thing that I'm trying, right? But I think there is also something about sometimes I think we just dismiss things way too soon because they're out of our comfort zone. So I think Mm -hmm. there's something really beautiful about like I'm committing to do this thing for this amount of time for this reason because I got it. Like I'm going to actually give it a shot. I mean, it took me like 20 years before I actually liked avocados of trying them. And I'm glad I actually... I'm glad I did. I actually love avocados now. You know what I'm saying? So, and only you can decide that. So I love it. But yeah, you're in charge in the end. And if there's something, there are some things that I actually try the first time and I'm like, I didn't like that enough and it's not worth it for me. Like there's no positive result of me even wanting to like this. Like 
if you give me a candy and I don't like it, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to push through this. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm yeah. Keep trying it till I like it. And I think there's tons of things in life like that. Like there are things that I actually have been to one class of, and I'm like, I didn't, not just because I'm not a beginner. I mean, because I'm a beginner, and I don't like being uncomfortable, but this actually just like, I actually don't even like anything. Like there's nothing about learning that. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I just don't want to. And that's okay yeah. too. And only you can answer that really. But, and, and connecting back to what we talked about before and what you said, Terrilyn, of like, I think with each, again, if you, if someone's deciding that they want to do this, like with each of these, I think, again, asking yourself, like, why do I want to do it? You know what I mean? Because then if you've decided, yes, I do want to do this for this reason. Like, this is important to me because of X. It's going to help me physically, spiritually, whatever. I think if you've kind of decided that, even though it's the 30 days thing, then I feel like it gives you the power, even if you're not loving it halfway into the 30 days, if you've decided beforehand, this is why I actually want to do it, then it makes sense why you would continue through. If you haven't really decided, it was just kind of like a whim, like, yeah, I'm going to try to do this for a month. Then I would feel less inclined because then it's like what you're saying. It's like, well, if you're, yeah. So I would say I would more push through it, especially if you've decided beforehand, this is why I want to do it. And this is why I think it's important. And then you still might get to the end of the month and decide, maybe I don't want to continue with it. But I think it's, you're giving yourself that month thing. If it's something you've really decided is a good why, then I think it gives you the power to kind of like get over that hump of hardness that, maybe my end in a really rewarding thing at the end of the 30 days. So I think that why at the beginning of every 30 day, like habit decision, I think that's still important, even though they're shorter term goals. Anyway. Well, <clears throat> I love that. And I, as I was sitting here thinking of our completely zero talking before this episode, it has come very nicely to a little formula, create the space, then align with your why and then be consistent slowly over time. I feel like that's mm -hmm. like the recipe of yeah. choosing what you want, goals, whatever you want to call it. So I'm very pleased it has come, yeah. come to a nice little full circle. So hopefully for everyone, this was helpful and not overwhelming for the new year. That's always our goal with our new year's episodes is not to add more, but create some clarity with, with the new year that we're moving into. So thanks for taking the time to think about your new year with us. And we hope this helps you find the magic. That was good, guys. Yeah, I liked it. I really liked it. I loved it. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> brown cows. <laughs>